it's good afternoon now. 12.30 Pacific Time. It's Friday, August 27th, and Kamala Harris flew back early from Vietnam. But she didn't leave anybody behind. She wanted to remind you that, that we don't leave Americans behind. And she reminded us of that while she was standing in Vietnam. Amazing. But this is interesting. Um, why is the vice president, yep, you're not dreaming, it's not a nightmare, Kamala Harris is RVP. Why is she coming back from her diplomatic trip, pre-scheduled, which was well underway, aside from her being a complete idiot, it was going fine, there were no issues, she's healthy. They had some kind of sound wave, some sort of issue going on that uh, was clearly some some effort to disrupt the trip akin to what happened to people in Cuba with um, ultrasonic, basically an ultrasonic attack or something. There has not been much reported on it. It delayed her trip, but that was it. Everything was going fine. She was doing exactly what she wants to do, reading comfortable comfortable speeches, prearranged meetings, high on diplomacy, low on value. That's what she's all about. And if she ever holds a different office, God forbid, president, which I highly doubt, she would want the same thing. That's what Biden wanted. Wanted to be a diplomat. Wanted to be a representative, not a leader, not an executive. That's why governors typically, if you got to hire a politician, governors make better presidents, not senators, because senators get to be part of one giant group. They're, the buck never stops with them. You vote, you're going to be voting for something in favor of something or against something. And if you get your way, there were at least 49 or 50 other dudes, other gals that were on your side. So you don't have to own it. You never do. A little different when you're the commander in chief. But Kamala came back and there is an interesting internet social media question. Is this related to the 25th Amendment? Meaning, is Biden falling apart? He's always looked frail in recent years, especially the last 16, 18 months, as he's been thrust more into the spotlight. Not as much as he should have been because of COVID and staying in the basement, but he looks bad. He, yesterday, in his press conference, bowed down to Peter Ducey. I mean, literally, if you saw it, was asked a semi-tough question, okay, and was unable to keep his composure as president of the United States. This is Peter Ducey. This isn't Putin. This isn't the Taliban. And, you know, what does that say to the world? It is now a viral image, right? Biden's head in his hands at the podium just above the presidential seal. And if we weren't already conveying complete weakness before that moment, that was the cherry on top. And as much as I despise Joe Biden, more so today than yesterday and the day before, because now the identities of the 13 Marines 12 Marines and one Navy corpsman, as I understand it, their identities are starting to be released. And I actually was listening to Andrew Wilkow on satellite radio today of the Wilkow Majority. It's a great show. It's on during the same hour as Rush Limbaugh was always on, 9 to noon Pacific. And a woman by the name of McCollum sounded verifiable, very verified, in that she was the mom of a young 20-and-a-half-year-old Marine who was killed Riley McCollum, and 
She had just found out at 4 a.m. this morning and called in and was definitely venting and it was very upsetting to hear and it hits you to the core when you hear from these parents who are now, because of Joe Biden's incompetence, newly minted gold star families, right? That's what it means. You are a gold star mom when you have to bury your son who dies in combat. And in just about every case I can ever imagine, there was some honor in that. There is always honor in it. But what she was saying, and I want to respect her opinion, and I could argue it either way, being a veteran myself, a veteran of Operation Enduring Freedom, fortunate never to have heard a shot fired in anger. But this poor woman believes her son died for nothing, and she made a compelling case. Because all her son did, who, by the way, is expecting his first child in one month, is get redeployed from Jordan in a completely reactive way to help clean up this mess that was totally avoidable. And I think that's what sticks this so hard. It's always hard when we lose our young, brave Americans in battle whether in, in the military, whether they die in an accident, however we lose them, it's serving their country. And this is no different with the Marine, Riley McCollum at all, or the other 12 brave souls. But this is harder to take in a way, a little bit, I think, because we shouldn't be where we are. And is it right to Monday morning quarterback? I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. We can say all that, but this is... This is to the level of being almost a joke when you knew we know now. So what's really clear is the intel that Biden and his cabinet were hearing. And this is a this is a comforting thing that the intel, the information they were receiving leading up to the withdrawal was saying this wasn't going to work. It's too dangerous. The Taliban is too strong. Our Afghan allies are not going to hold up without some help from us. So the intelligence was correct. Unlike with Iraq, right, where Bush was given terrible information, he was also, I believe now, overly motivated to go after Saddam. But here you have a president who's receiving good intelligence. And from what I understand, that pencil neck national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, I'm always forgetting his name because I think I despise him. I think that's it. Who, by the way, we haven't seen for a while. It's interesting to see all these spokespeople and not actual leaders, not actual commanders, should I say not actual cabinet members speaking to the press. It's always spokespeople. The Secretary of State didn't address the press today. Her beta spokesman did. And that's been the case with all of these people and to include the National Security Advisor. We haven't heard from him in days. And the word is he was the one who pushed Biden down the path we are now, saying it's just blustering, it's not real, the Taliban's not this strong, it won't fall quickly. Holy shit, was he wrong. Unfortunately for you, Joe, however you did it, you won the goddamn election, you're the man. And you've now said the buck stops here twice. Yet every time you fucking say it, you blame Trump in one way or another. It's embarrassing. And the Democrats are now starting to turn on Biden, not in mass, we're not talking a lot, but now because the faces of these Marines are hitting our TV screens, we're hearing actual names, it's starting to really humanize and hit home. And this is in parallel to all of the information we're learning about how botched this withdrawal was. 
So it's like getting hit twice every time we hear something new every time it develops. All the while, the threat level in Kabul is still highly elevated. And again, like a few days ago, they are using the word imminent. So our Marines, our soldiers, everybody who's deployed there, roughly 5,000 still on the ground, are in harm's way along with all these poor Afghan people trying to get the hell out. And I can't blame them for trying. But it's not going to get better anytime soon. I wish I could say something different than I said yesterday. And why is that? Where did these guys come from? Where did ISIS come from? They were gone. And in a matter of months, ISIS and the Taliban are back stronger than they were before their initial rise. First of all, John Kirby, the spokesperson for the Pentagon this morning, admitted that thousands of ISIS fighters were released by the Taliban. Thousands. I know we all saw images of the prison. I believe it was either Kandahar or Kabul. And it was a few hundred prisoners of the Afghan government, all suspected or known terrorists, were walking free, wide open, totally released, as the Afghan military and our military pulled out while civilians were left behind. These prisoners were free. Well, this is, we only saw one small picture of the overall issue. And so now, now these guys, who many were probably ISIS, but who are certainly sympathetic to ISIS, the Taliban, or Al-Qaeda, whichever team they choose, they might already be active. They might have been part of that explosion. And the Pentagon is now claiming, they had Hank, General Hank out there, telling us that it was only one explosion. And that's interesting. I've seen two clips of two very distinct explosions from a day and a half ago, but maybe it was only one. Uh, either way, it was devastating. The one, I mean, I, I don't know if they were different, but they were both, they looked like massive megaton smart bombs launched from a plane, dropped from a plane. Um, they're not sure, this is a quote, we're not sure how the report was provided incorrectly. Yikes. You need to get that shit right. That's why you don't rush these things out. That's why when we hear initial reports, it takes a while, and it should, for actual information to be released from our leadership sources such as the Pentagon, and they got to get it right. Sounds like they got it wrong because everybody yesterday felt like they had confirmed and were comfortable enough to report that there were at least two explosions. And then you heard about four and five last night. Now the official statement from the Pentagon is only one. Is this purely political in an effort to try to still to continue the damage repair? Because no matter how bad this gets, the direction from Biden and Harris will be to damage control. And that's Washington. That's how it is. It gets pretty obnoxious when things get as bad as they are and they're still so committed to, to damage control, reading numbers every day of who's been airlifted out, talking stats every time Kirby or the Pentagon, someone else, one of the generals comes out, we're subject to at least two minutes of rah-rah of how well the operation is going. And as I heard this mother cry on Wilkow's show this morning, bawling and then getting very angry, she couldn't, she couldn't take it. While she was on hold for the show, Jen Psaki was doing her thing. And it made the woman so livid she almost couldn't talk. Imagine being one of these parents and having to listen to one of the Biden talking heads spin this as some kind of airlift success. Because that is the mantra 
and the theme they've gone with for about four days now. Now, it, unfortunately, in their idiocy, they started this most successful massive air raid in the history of the world talk right before the terrorist attack, right before ISIS-K hit us, probably with the Taliban's coordination or at least unofficial tolerance. And now you have reports of roughly, and this is really scary, about a thousand Americans, that's official from the Pentagon, roughly a thousand Americans are still stranded, right? That comes through Jen Psaki, who's no longer saying don't use the word stranded. She's on board, finally. These people, Americans, American citizens with documentation are stranded and reports from the ground, there's a couple tr former translators, Afghani citizens who are reporting to Fox News that these poor families, these people are getting turned back by the Taliban at the various checkpoints they have to go through to get to the airport that Joe Biden said, just come on down, guys. And the bastard has the balls to say, for those Americans who want to leave, you piece of shit, stop implying that any American stranded in Afghanistan, stranded behind enemy lines, stranded in Taliban territory, stranded where ISIS is now active, all these people are known terrorists and have a habit of beheading Americans live and Americans allies, American allies live on TV. You're implying that there are Americans that are sitting back and are fine and are there because they fucking want to be? I'm done. I'm done respecting the office. This is a man that your leftist asshole friends empowered to destroy our country because they didn't like mean tweets and Donald Trump was living rent free in their heads. The days of tolerating them and trying to be the better person are gone. Anytime I'm at the gym and you see me, I'm going to be wearing some type of F biden shirt it's the first time i'm going to openly wear what i believe and where i stand out for the world on a shirt and more of us have to do it these people the emotionally weak cowards the same ones that hide from covid and teach their kids there's a monster outside and if they wear a mask they'll be safe no matter what these are the same people that told us they were voting for this man for the purposes of dignity that he would improve our standing in the world. And anytime we ever hear that from a leftist, from a liberal, we know it's bullshit. And this is no exception. Of course it's bullshit. They didn't know it. They're too stupid to realize it. Their priorities are totally fucked because they don't like mean tweets. Here we are. And we're eight months in. And Kamala Harris is flying back. God forbid. It's a long shot. It's nothing to get happy about. If the cabinet, if Biden's cabinet's finally like, hey, our initial plan of carrying him across the four-year finish line or just trying to get him past the 2022 midterms, that plan is done. It's out the window. We have to remove him. Say it's medical reasons, whatever. And he will go in the hall of presidential shame like really no one else has. That might be happening. That's not an improvement. Again, when Kamala Harris landed today, I'm assuming on Air Force Two, at JFK, uh, at um, Washington Reagan, the reporter asks her if Americans are safer after Biden's botched withdrawal, and the bitch laughed. She's got a psychological problem. I don't think it's cognitive delay. 
or senility or something to the extent we know Joe Biden's suffering from. I think she's just a putrid ass bitch sociopath who's never given a fuck about anybody but herself and her political career in her entire life. The same woman who rose to the top, laying on her back, talked to Mayor Willie Brown. She slept her way into that job in San Francisco. She's one vote from Biden's cabinet from being president of the United States and taking over this disaster. Kamala Harris, senator from California, now the fabulous, fantabulous, perfect shoed VP, pantsuit, coming in, coming in hot. Holy shit, I honestly hope not. I, I think it could get worse because we know multiple people are puppeting Joe Biden, so at least it's more than one person. That can be good, that can be bad, but the buck is not stopping with Joe. He's broken. During, I mean, it's not like he's working that much. He had one press appearance yesterday and finally took questions. Now, this was after he admitted in the beginning of the press conference when he went from his embarrassing remarks, boy, those were tone deaf. He said he was instructed. I've been instructed on who to call on. I'm sorry, the president of the United States has, your words matter. No one should be instructing you on who you are going to take questions from. Now, I do believe in many of these instances, I've seen it with Trump and other presidents, there is sometimes a predetermined approved list of who is going to go first. It adds some order to what should not be a chaotic press conference considering 12, then 13 Marines, one corpsman, had died. So Biden had to address that. The press conference was certainly dim. There was a pall over that group. You could see it. People were like, holy shit, Joe Biden. 99% of them in the room are thinking, wow, I probably should have vetted this known idiot better, but I hate Trump. And I was so obsessed with getting rid of a guy that I didn't give a damn about what guy I was putting in. Horrifying. Horrifying. This is how things like Nazi Germany and the Nazi party rise to power. Getting people fired up against something without having a clue of what they're for or whom they're supporting. Hello, we're here and we're stuck with it because we have a a Democrat House of Representatives and an equally or more corrupt witch running the show, Speaker Pelosi. Go to her Twitter account or any social media and there is absolutely nothing. As of two hours yesterday, it's hard for me to go and look. Pelosi's official page on Twitter had not remotely mentioned, had not spoken of, had not tweeted anything about the Marines who died in Kabul. The Marines who died because of her boss, because of her boss's lack of leadership, lack of coherence, and failed mission. And they're trying their best to blame Trump any way they can, and it's not working. It really isn't. I mean, even MSNBC, they might have had one guy I mentioned a couple days ago who did it, former, I believe he was a former Bush, now very anti-Republican rhino, and this is how he makes his money. So they marched him out. I haven't heard of anybody since. It's too bad. It's too too gross to do so now that Marines have fucking died. And so thousands of fighters released by the Taliban. Kamala's in Washington doing God knows what. This is the same woman who was put in charge of the southern border, which, by the way, thanks to the Supreme Court, is now closed again. And if you want asylum, you're going to do so. 
You're going to apply for it, waiting in Mexico as Trump made possible, which was a genius move for our safety, if there is a pandemic, and for the future of our sovereignty as a nation. Because these people who are waiting here since Biden came in and overturned Trump, many of which are disappearing. And they knew this. This is future voting strength for them. This is what Biden wanted. It got uglier than he thought. It got out of control because he's an idiot and the press protected him. So he learned from that. Unfortunately, Afghanistan doesn't apply. Biden and his people know they're always going to get cover. They're always going to get cover from the press. If their decision was woke, that's always going to happen. If they can say their decision was somehow social justice, that's a key term, then they'll get cover from the press if the results get out of hand and they are bad. Bad for Americans doesn't matter. Afghanistan was a miscalculation because Trump wanted to get troops out. Biden wanted to get troops out. Biden extended the deadline past May 1st, which was the right decision. We weren't ready but made the horrible decision to take everybody out militarily without making sure the civilians, oh, wait, Joe, who wanted to leave, got out. Hey, everybody in Afghanistan, American civilians left behind, raise your hand if you want to stay with the Taliban. Oh, I'm sorry, who's the Taliban? Oh, those are the guys that supported al-Qaeda and deny Osama bin Laden had anything to do with 9-11. Are they Islam? Yeah, oh yeah, they are. They adhere to the most strict, violent, brutal aspect of Islam, the Wahhabi, Sharia law Islam. You want to stay? Well, maybe my wife will want to go, but I'm a guy. I'll be fine. Get out of here forever who wants to leave. There are people on the ground saying about a thousand Americans will not be able to get out. Germany's pulled out. Germany's gone. Adios. Jesus, they're gone. And they are now working remotely, not from the field, Because they're getting these reports. They didn't lose anybody in the first bombing. They don't want to wait around for the second. And now they're going through diplomatic means, which our State Department loves to still use in this case, trying to get their people out because they're still there. There are still Germans there. I don't think as many as Americans, but there shouldn't be any. These are our allies. We're the leader of the free world. We're the world's superpower. This is on us. And so we still have men and women very much in harm's way If you see pictures of what these Marines are dealing with from a security standpoint, it's horrifying. There's no controlling it. Mobs of people that they are responsible for controlling. You don't know who anybody is. There's no security beyond your hands, beyond where the Marines are standing. So a suicide homicide bomber can get right up on top of you and look just like everyone else. It's insane. And every minute, every second we are there, we are at risk. ISIS is not done. So Germany's left. I don't know who else is left. I don't know since yesterday if the troops leaving continued. As of yesterday, we'd sent home 500. I can't imagine any military members going home, agreeing to go home, until they know that Americans are safe. Many of them who have been there know and are in contact with Afghanis, brave people who helped us that we have left behind and that we are about to banish to a terrible fate because the Taliban is coming. Like I said, they're blocking Americans from getting out. They're not cooperating. But all we hear from the State Department, even as I started this podcast, the State Department 
had a spokesperson out there still talking about how the Taliban wants things to go well. We are still not only negotiating with terrorists, but we are speaking on their behalf and being a public affairs wing for them. The United States of America is actively participating in the image construction, the image repair of the Taliban, of the tribal scumbags who support Al-Qaeda. This is not, when you, when you think about this right now, as I say it, I think 20 years ago, after we started bombing these people, and by the way, we were bombing them just weeks ago. <laughs> They're now in charge of the security of Americans and allies in Kabul, the Taliban. And our State Department is telling us it is okay. And even Jen Psaki yesterday used the word trust twice. She said, we don't trust them. But then moments later said it's a relationship of trust. What? That means we're trusting them. That means we are taking their word as gospel. That we are allowing the Taliban to provide our security and the information we need to continue this mission of getting people out of Afghanistan. And all we, the only thing we hope is keeping our people safe is that the Taliban hates ISIS and ISIS hates them. I don't buy it. And something I've been holding on to for this, this show that was massively breaking, I would say yesterday, just a couple hours, and I almost did an extra show on it, but there have been some things that have come out that simmer down, and I learned it from the beginning of the show. If you were with me during the election and all that debacle and the steal and everything, is a story came out from Politico. So I was inclined to believe it because it makes the Biden administration look terrible. But at the same time, it was from a reporter who is the de facto sort of almost affirmative action conservative or sort of moderate Republican that they call a conservative that these liberal outlets have. And that is very common, right? That is their way of saving face. MSNBC is the biggest joke. They had a guy that used to be the chair of the Republican Party years ago, Michael Steele, as their Republican guy who's like the biggest non, non-conservative never Trumper to exist. And so Michael Steele during the Trump years was supposedly the conservative throw to, and he just agreed with all the liberals on there anyway. Now, unfortunately, Politico breaks this huge story. I mean, you'd think they'd want to take credit for breaking the story that's going to lead to a probe, if not an official investigation into the Biden administration on his State Department, it sounds like, sharing the names, sharing the information of Americans in Afghanistan with the Taliban. And why did they do that? Because the Taliban told them they were going to help with evacuating these people. We gave the names of Americans, possibly covert, to the Taliban. And you can barely find it on Politico's website. It's their breaking story. But they can't help themselves because I believe amongst all the trash that's being exposed and what we're learning about how poorly Biden's administration, his cabinet, his military leadership planned for this, how poor their execution was, this is the number one 
I believe, most horrifying story of them all. Not, not outcome. The worst outcome at this point is the loss of American life and the loss of innocent lives. The blood that is on Biden's hands. And I'm sorry, that same blood is on the hands of people who voted for him. I, I don't believe there's forgiveness here. If you talk to veterans, you hear from them. You read what they're writing. It's frightening. It's frightening. Men and women who lost their friends. Family members who lost loved ones. Military members who lost arms and legs, who are suffering from traumatic brain injuries. You go down the list of the blood and the sacrifice in the name of Operation Enduring Freedom going after the terrorists so they don't come back here and get us again. If it sounds cliche or it did a few days ago, it shouldn't now. Sometimes the most simple things we learn are the most important. And for the people, even myself, who doubted the mission, the initial mission was a success. And we know over the last 20 years and in recent years with ISIS, we have been much safer because we took that fight to them and we kept them at bay. And we burned it all down. Biden has burned it all down in a matter of days. But they have discovered that U.S. officials in Kabul gave the Taliban a list of names of American citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies to grant entry into the militant-controlled outer perimeter of the city's airport, a choice that's prompted, that has prompted outrage behind the scenes from lawmakers and military officials. The move detailed to Politico by three U.S. and congressional officials. So they have three confirmed sources from the ground. This move was designed to expedite the evacuation of tens of thousands of people from Afghanistan as chaos erupted. So when they started panicking, they had to turn to the Taliban for help because they had essentially surrendered to the Taliban we have retreated from the Taliban. People that we were bombing just weeks ago are now, to use Jen Psaki's term, a trusted friend or having a relationship of trust. And we trusted these savages so much because they were saying nice things. Their leaders were saying nice things and telling us they were going to start being nice to women. By the way, women are now no longer allowed to walk around alone in public. That's from the Taliban. And we gave them names of people because they were so happy to help us get Americans out that we started handing over lists of names, which I would imagine are classified and secured at the embassy, guarded by Marines, were handed over, were surrendered to one of our most hated enemies in the name of expediting a botched withdrawal, a botched evacuation. It also came as the Biden administration has been relying on the Taliban for security outside the airport. This was yesterday. Nothing's changed. So when he talks about hunting people down, which is a bit concerning considering the old law enforcement approach to fighting terror never worked. We know this, but he's talking about it like it's a goddamn crime scene. And even one of the reporters was asking, like, are we going to look at forensics? They were serious. Like we're going to take witnesses and do a lineup to get the Durka Durka who committed the suicide bombing. Hey, guess what? The fucking suspect is dead. 
Hey, I solved your investigation. I solved the crime. The suspect is dead. How do you know? Because he suicided himself. Because it's kind of common with these people. So what are we going to do? Are we going to convict dead people? And is Joe Biden going to say he hunted them down? Hey, dickhead, their fucking teeth are in the parking lot. You don't have to go far to hunt. We kill the people behind it. We wipe them out. We bury them. We celebrate to the cries of their many wives and other accomplices. That's why we're here. That's why the military does what it does. It's not to be safe. It's to fuck people up and break shit. And he should have unleashed them by now. It was stupid that he didn't. You think Marines want to die securing a perimeter, standing there? No. If they're going to die, they're going to go out emptying the clip. They're going to go out fighting the enemy, doing what they were trained to do. Not check IDs like they're fucking bouncers at a club. But he basically, and this is a quote, said one defense official, put all those Afghans on a kill list. That's what he did. So we've got some people out. Imagine if you helped us for these years, risked everything, signed on to be an ally of the United States. Not only were you left behind, but your name is on a list, probably with an address and a zip code, probably with hobbies, almost like a social media profile, because that's the kind of information they keep at the State Department, at the embassy. I can't tell you with certitude, another quote, I can't tell you with any certitude that there's actually been a list of names he added. There may have been, but I also, but I know of no circumstance. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, that here's the names of 12 people, they're coming, let them through. It could have very well happened. Holy crap. And that's from Biden. I just quoted Biden. I can't tell you with any certitude. That's the President of the United States. God. Kamala Harris flew back. That wasn't planned. I mean, maybe maybe there are some functioning adults behind the scenes. And when Biden walked back from yet another press conference debacle yesterday, and when they looked at the tape, they realized we can't keep doing this and somebody has to appear regularly. Right now, what they're doing with spokespeople is unconscionable. We have an ongoing disaster, an ongoing terrorist threat, an ongoing evacuation of innocent lives with military service members in harm's way. This is an opportunity for Biden to lead, which he's completely failed. Not only did he fail in the planning, in failing in in making his decision. Okay, people make mistakes. This was a completely dumb and inexcusable one. But you're still the president after it all falls apart. No one's been fired. I haven't seen anything pop up. Right now, It is. I had to take a break for something. So right now, we've lost a little time. It's 1.40 p.m. Pacific, 4.40 p.m. Eastern time. Nothing's popped up on the computer screen as it would if somebody resigned or was fired. You, you've got to be kidding me. <clears throat> this is That's standard operating procedure for a disaster like this, especially... And, and I was hard on the intelligence community because they have a bad record as of late. It doesn't sound like they were wrong. 
It sounds like they did their job, and it's, it's even worse. The people who are supposed to listen, at least take advice from them, ignored him. These are the same people that slammed Trump when he said he was his own best advisor, which is a hilarious comment, like many he made, tongue-in-cheek. He's trolling you, media. Well, that was early, so they weren't even used to it, and they jumped on it. Oh, my God, he's not going to listen to his advisors. He's a dictator. Well, you got a guy that was supposedly going to listen to all the doctors. Why doesn't he listen to all the intel officers? Which, by the way, what is doing what doctors tell tell you do any good for us? Doctors don't run anything. They're advisors too. You got to make the decision. You can't just factor in what some research lab geek from the NIH is going to tell you to do. We didn't elect Anthony Fauci. And sure, we didn't, in, we didn't elect Jake Sullivan of the NSA or any of his people or anybody at the CIA, but they're there for a reason and you ignored them. And you thought it was right at the time. Hey, that's leading, I guess. But you screwed up. So recover, dude. Get your shit together. Don't come out making threats against ISIS, which is totally obvious a deflection in our own way of colluding and protecting the Taliban. But he has no choice. What's he going to do? Badmouth the Taliban? He's relying on them to secure American lives. They're the ones protecting us from terrorist attacks. Whoops. Fucked up once already, and apparently only one bomb, which ISIS-K has taken credit for. Duh. Couldn't have done that sooner. Now we're handing out lists of names. That's done. Can't undo that. People are walking around, fleeing, hiding, trying to get out in Afghanistan, knowing that there is a list somewhere. There might be an email sent to durkadurka at taliban.com with their name on it. Holy shit. If you'd have told me this was going to happen, that right there, that we'd be handing out names of Americans in a country like Afghanistan, not when Afghanistan was a country, but after it became the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan led by the Taliban, that we would be handing out lists of Americans and Afghani allies in some desperate attempt to seek help from the Taliban and I thought you'd been drinking. thought you'd lost your mind. Well, apparently they have. <sighs> wow. Um, just reading now that Jill Biden and first dog, Major, are in Delaware. So they, they're not even around. It's that bad for Jill. Because I think Jill tries to cover for him. And I think over the last few days, they've tried to see, let's try it. Let's see if Biden can do it. And Kamala's back. Who knows? I'm not making a prediction. Maybe it's optics. It could be. If I had to guess, that's what it is. It just looks bad that she's in Southeast Asia, right? Making appearances with countries that are not relevant right now. Will be. You watch. Southeast Asia has its own Islamo-fascist terrorist problem. So does Africa. You think they might be a little emboldened right now? Well, shit. Look what's, Look what happens. What, look what happens if we put a, a little bit of pressure on the Biden administration. They will tuck and run, and we get a chance to kill Marines. That's one thing they love. If they could pick their service member to kill, they'd kill a Marine. Because the devil dogs take it to them, and they fear them the most. So they got a chance to cheap shot anyone, just like they did in the Marine Corps barracks in Beirut. They're going after Marines. And the Marines are still a target. 
Those guys, the ones that have survived so far, that had to pick up pieces of their friends yesterday, are wondering when the next explosion is going to happen. I pray to God it doesn't. Please, God, no. We, 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 we've got only so much time. And they're going to stick with this August 31st deadline? No way. No way. As of this morning, there are 14 California students. Interesting. Eight parents still stuck in Afghanistan as of August 31. There got to be a few. They're from California. God bless them. We all make mistakes. You wonder who they voted for? Of those 14 or eight parents of voting age, let's just say three voted for Biden. I guarantee you there's some conversations amongst the others, the ones that might have voted for Trump. They know, and I hope when they get back, because we're going to get them out, that they share, if they made the mistake, why they regretted it when it was going down. It's time to be real. Right now, all eight of those parents, imagine being stuck with your kids or other people's children responsible for their safety in Taliban territory where ISIS is active, where any member of ISIS and probably the Taliban would behead gladly one of those students in front of you, the parent. Who you wish you could call right now for help. I can tell you the first number you wish you could have is one for President Donald J. Trump. That's the guy you want. Because he's sending the SEALs, the Marines, everything, the full force of the lightning bolt that is the U.S. military in to get you. And hell is coming with him. There would be fighting right now like no other, and it would be with the Taliban right now. Trump's on record. God help these people. It's their responsibility. They were responsible for security. We can hold them responsibility for what happened to these Marines and what happened to all these innocent people. It goes one way or the other, Joe. We don't just get to blame ISIS. That is what he wants to do. And of course, we can't forget COVID. God forbid. Even though the Taliban seem to do just fine with it. Right? The Taliban isn't suffering from COVID. And all these people mulling together, trying to get out of the country, mobbing the airport, aren't breaking out with COVID yet either. Who knows if it'll happen? But it's not a priority. But let's talk real quick about Florida. We don't want to make it all about Biden, even though he's dominating the news for how long, I don't know, how long the media is going to start or when they're going to start really covering for him. But the big story that they're trying to put front and center is Governor DeSantis supposedly failing Florida on COVID. And it's all about attacking DeSantis and they're doing it with bad information. Apparently, they switched in August instead of the medical examiner declaring COVID as a cause of death, the person that always declares and certifies someone's cause of death, they switched it to the doctors because they were overwhelmed or whatnot. I don't know. But that changes the dynamic. And no one really knows if this mortality number in Florida, which is not nearly as high as people think it is. I think yesterday was their biggest day of deaths. Might have been triple digits. Again, these are people that have been hospitalized a long time. It still holds that, yes, most have been unvaccinated. You never hear how many have had COVID because I bet none of them did. And a study just came out from the University of Waterloo that says natural immunity is better than the vaccine. They did add that natural immunity plus one vaccine shot would be ideal. From what they found in the study, 
to protect against Delta. Be that as it may, it's your choice, just as it was mine to get the vaccine. But they're not factoring tourists coming into Florida, which it's summer. It's like the number one tourist destination for Americans in the United States. And they can't stop attacking him. They're trying to shut down or mask up kids in schools. And they're openly telling people in states where the governors are mandating masks that they want enforcement. They want mandates enforced. They want the cops called. This is the same crowd that wanted to defund the police. Now when it serves their means and gives them power and consolidates power, they want you calling the police. Hey, assholes, if you'd had your way, there'd be nobody to call. There would be nobody to be COVID police if you had your way. But here they are again, never consistent. They have no principles. It used to feel bad to say that the left is loaded with scum because they're not consistent and they give two shits about you or me or anyone else. And anytime they talk about justice, it's for wielding power. It's for making things better for them. They don't want the recall in California because they're rich and comfortable and they don't mind the peasants suffering. That's the middle class. That's the lower middle class. That's everybody but the wealthy and the elite in California. That's the kingdom Gavin Newsom Newsom promised to build. And COVID has certainly helped divide the classes. It has. If you can take a private jet to your home in Jackson Hole, you don't mind more lockdowns because you go to private parties and restaurants and don't wear a mask like the soon-to-be former Governor Newsom. He's freaking out. And at some point, Kamala and Joe are supposed to go out there and stump for him. I hope they do. It's not going to help. They're, they're nuclear. They're toxic. They were before the Afghan mess. Now, I don't know. I don't know if Newsom has anybody that actually can move the needle for him. He's just got to do a get out the vote and know on the recall as best he can with nothing, absolutely nothing to factor or share that he helped with. No result that he's driven as governor. Just chaos, just decline. Go Larry Elder. He's still the front runner. And I was wrong. You have actual an actual ballot with names to mark. So you don't have to write them in. You can write somebody and there's a write in space, but Larry Elder's there prominently. It's all alphabetic. I think there's no doubt if the recall is supported, if we win the recall, Larry Elder's the guy that will get the most votes. He just has to have the most of those names. Doesn't have to have half, not even close. There's no runoff. Like in other states, if you don't have a majority, if you don't have 51%, like in some states like Louisiana for you know governor, I know we had Georgia for senator, you, you have a runoff between the top two, which makes sense if you have multiple candidates running for something, but this is a recall. Well, guess what? Speaking of Georgia, Warnock, who's a lunatic, the guy that won in that special election during all the debacle back in January, right after Biden supposedly won, is going to have to beat Herschel Walker, who's as Trump as it gets. I love it. I, I can't imagine someone saying anything about, bad about Herschel Walker. Other than that, he's kind of corny. I love it. The guy's a self-made badass, right? I don't know how long it will be, but he's going to fall into the same category. They're going to pin him the same way they did Larry Elder. 
and that he is a mouthpiece for white right-wing extremism, and some will go as far to be obnoxious and say, just like they did with Elder, that he's the mouthpiece of white supremacy. It's just a matter of time. They can't help themselves. Pieces of shit human beings masking themselves, pretending to be patriots. They have the nerve to say they want to protect this country when all they do is want to stop and silence dissent. COVID is scary only because of our response now. I mean, disease, viruses, there's always a place to be concerned. We wash our hands. I don't like being close to people too often. Most of y'all are weird. Shit, I'm weird. I can't imagine anybody wanting to be within six feet of me even after I shower. So that's not new for me. I can avoid people, avoid crowded places. Check. It's life goal, people. But I'm not going to fear it. I fear it less because I got the vaccine. Maybe I'm one of the sheep. It's okay. It's your right to say it. It's right to also be correct. Maybe I turn out to be one of the sheep. Anything's possible. I made my choice. Can't unvaccinate myself. I'm not getting a third or a fourth or any of that bullshit. I got two on the card. I'm flying, motherfucker. No one's making me get a third. No way. Because I got real sick after the second one for a solid day. I ain't doing that anymore. Keep me out of the gym too long. I certainly don't need that. But they're controlling us. That's what they want. And people are fighting back. God love them. We got to keep doing it. Don't wear the mask. Make them confront you. There's a brave high school student, I believe in Colorado, who was dragged out of her class of a charter school, no less, because she refused to wear a mask. Cops came. Treated her like a thug criminal. All the while, all the while we are celebrating the guy whose name is Bird now, like some kind of hero, who shot that poor young woman, that member of the Air Force at the Capitol during that so-called insurrection. That's where we are today, guys. And Joe Biden is the standalone leader of the United States of the free world. Maybe not for long, who knows? Thanks for listening. I know it covered a lot, total of 50 minutes. I'm going to try to do one weekend show. It's Friday. There's a lot to cover. I'm sure that's all going to change. It seems every time I sign out and turn it off, about 10 minutes later, some massive news breaks. I think after one of my shows two days ago, the terrorists started doing their thing in Kabul right after I got off. It's one of those things I don't know um, how else to time a recorded show. Maybe one day it'll be live. Maybe one day I'll be on for three hours, but then I'll have commercials and that'll suck. And it's probably not going to happen. I'm not good enough. But thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Received some great feedback from some of you. Keep up the following on social media. It's growing a little bit. Again, it's uh, Enemy Lines Radio. That's both on Twitter and Instagram at Enemy Lines Radio. And I look forward to talking to you soon, hopefully this weekend. Take care.